I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. This podcast episode is sponsored by Alder New York. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel, voice of truth, and spiritual guide and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? Today is the final part of what I wish I would have learned when I first found human design, part four. <laughs> and today we are talking about authority. And I actually enjoy doing this series. So the next series I'm going to do is probably about, I don't know, maybe healing or different spiritual modalities or being psychic. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe I'll do that one. What I wish I knew about being psychic when I first started like giving readings and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that that might be a good one. That might be a good one to do. So let's jump right into the authorities. So there are eight authorities. We have emotional authority, sacral, splenic, ego manifested, ego projected, self-projected, no inner authority, mental projectors, and no authority reflectors. So I'm going to go in that order. This is actually pretty interesting because I think that even with the advice that I give, take it with a grain of salt, especially when it comes to the authorities. And the reason for that is because Everything is going to depend on the situation, the circumstance, other variables that you have in your chart, tons of things, and also what has worked for you and what hasn't worked for you in the past. So just take what you need, leave what you don't. <laughs> so let's talk about the authorities in general. So you'll hear strategy authority. My whole thing is strategy authority, then you act. And then you go do the thing or you, you know, wait or however it works for you. And your authority is going to make or break your strategy, in my opinion, especially for generators and projectors. Reflectors, not so much because their inner authority, which we'll talk about, or their strategy is a long time anyway. There's a long span between them having an idea or getting an invitation or whatever or acting on something and then making a decision. So their decisions are a little bit, I like to say safer and only because the generator and the projector, once they are in something, the pivot is more challenging. 
Manifesting generators, not so much. When they listen to their authority, they can pivot faster after making the decision. Manifestors can pivot faster. The generator and the projector have a challenging time pivoting. So that's the authority, listening to your authority as a generator and as a projector is really, really important. It's all important, but I believe that those are the two aura types that probably have the most trouble pivoting once they're in something and when they haven't listened to their authority. So let's start with emotional authority. The emotional authority, solar plexus authority, is that's what I am emotional. Emotional authority is so interesting. Oh gosh, wow. This is a hard one because the biggest thing that I wish I would have known or done differently when I first found human design, I first found out that I was an emotional authority is I would have taken my time and said no when it was really no. I remember convincing myself a lot in the beginning of my experiment, if you want to call that for human design, I think it's just the way of life. I spent a lot of time trying to convince my emotions for something like for jobs, for opportunities. Um, and I didn't ride out my wave long enough. And it was hard for me to figure out what that kind of silence was within that wave and when it came to me. So my biggest thing for emotional authorities would be you really have to give yourself some opportunities to figure out how your emotional wave works for you. Some people can make decisions in two days. Some people, it's a week some people, it's longer than that. You have to really get to know your body to figure out your emotional wave. Because as I always said, the emotional wave is the trickiest because at 12 o'clock, it's a yes. But at 1.30, it's like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. And then at five, it's like, well, maybe if, you know, we do this or do that. It's you go through these big changes with your emotional wave as an emotional authority that it's can be sometimes scary because you're like, damn, do I even know what I want? And you do. It's just that I think what really matters is that you have to listen to the clues of, and I like to say to myself when I'm making a decision, what's off about the opportunity or the thing? Is this something that I really want? And my biggest thing that I say Am I going to be mad at myself in a week or six months or a year or two weeks if I say yes to this? And if the answer is yes, then I don't do it no matter how long it looks. Like I try and future cast a little bit as an emotional authority to see like what happens if this goes completely left Am I going to be pissed off that I did this? And if the answer is yes, then I'm like, this is not the right opportunity for me or this is not the right situation. So I always tell emotional authorities, make sure you definitely, definitely tell people, hey, I need some more time. I got to think about this. And this is, like I said, for generators and projectors, really important for the simple fact that sometimes even with that waiting period, 
We don't know something's not good for us until we're in it. The invitation might be sucky after. And we're like, damn, how do I get out of this? And so you have to kind of think about that head on. So my sacral authority people, I love sacrals. Sacrals, I think sacrals have the biggest issue with other people challenging their decisions. And what I would tell sacrals if they're first getting into human design, your first instinct, your first answer is your answer. If that turns you off, if you feel it in your body and it's a no, it's a yes, that is true and that is correct. You do not need to wait. Don't allow people to force limitations on that. Like, oh no, you can, you can make the decision by Friday. It's fine. Think about it. Like when people say that to you, don't let them do that. Just be like, no, my answer is yes today. Or my answer is no. Like don't let them allow you to dishonor your authority. That happens a lot with sacral authorities. People try to get them to dishonor their authority. And it's frustrating for me seeing that. And that's something that I really wish that generators or manifesting generators who have that sacral authority would just be a lot more like clear and a lot more, no, this, it's a no, it's a yes. Cause you don't really need to, you like, you know it, like, you know it in your bones, like, oh, it's a yes, it's a no. And so I think that the more that you lean into that and the more confident you get with that, I think the easier it will be for you. I think the easier it will be. So next we have is splenic authority. And the splenic authority is an interesting authority. So I like splenic authority, however... Splenic authority doesn't always listen to their spleen. And if I could tell splenic authorities anything, you really have to listen to your intuition. Well, this is another thing that I'll say. Let me throw this in. If anybody needs to practice nervous system regulation, it is I would say, well, no, I would say the emotional authority and, yes, and the splenic authority needs to practice nervous system regulation, needs to figure out how that works for them, needs to really decipher what's fear, what's intuition, all of that, but mostly for the splenic authority because the splenic authority's job really is to know immediately if something is healthy for them, if something is right for them and they're just supposed to know and that can be convoluted depending on if you have trauma, if you're not in tune with your body. So that would be the first place I would start with the splenic authority is to really practice nervous system regulation, to really do somatic kind of experiences or therapy to be in your body so you know what that feels like. Because if that is off, you're going to have a really tough time making decisions that make sense for you, especially if you can't tell the difference between 
fear and your intuition. That's going to be the biggest thing for you. So if you are new to human design and you are a splenic authority, please, please, please find some somatic yoga, somatic therapy, nervous system regulation practices, go on the YouTubes and so you can really get in tune with your body. That's really going to help. Clean, luxury skincare doesn't have to break the bank. Alder New York makes skincare products with dermatologist-approved ingredients and plant power active, starting at $7.99. And since I've been trying this skincare line, my favorite product so far has been the Alder New York Clarifying Mask. It is absolutely divine. It has charcoal, willow bark, zinc, and clay. And it is amazing. Experience the products that Allure calls simple, sleek, and highly effective. Use code Aura for 15% off your first order at AlderNewYork.com. Next up, we have the Ego Manifested Authority. Those Ego Manifestors. And I love an Ego Manifester. You know, I have a couple of friends who are Ego Manifestors. And the ego manifester is great. And the biggest thing for them when you're first coming into human design is confidence. You have to be really confident in your authentic talk and your authentic decisions because you're really here to tell people what you're going to do next when you make that decision, when you hear yourself, you know what it is, you know what's next, you know what to do you push that energy. And sometimes, not all, some people don't like that. Some people are very uncomfortable with you being so forceful. Don't let that trip you up. Let that be something that fuels you to really lean into your authentic voice, to really lean into who you are and making sure that you know that your voice is the start, the initiation of things. It allows you to lead with your voice. It allows people to say, oh, okay, I, I hear him or her, and I know what they're saying. You just have to trust it. So you're here to make sure people know what to do next. So when you're first finding human design and your ego manifester, be comfortable with using your voice practice using your voice, practice telling people what you truly feel. I like to tell ego manifestors, if you're not comfortable doing that, to keep a journal that you can just get blurt out the things that you wish you could say to other people that you just say them in your notebook, just so you can get it out and you can feel what that feels like to get it out of your body. So next is the ego projector. And so the ego projector is interesting because the biggest thing for ego projector is when an invitation or an opportunity comes to them, they really need to feel like, I don't like to say like they've been, like you've been handpicked. You've been handpicked for the opportunity and it is just for you. Because if you don't, sometimes the ego projector will have a hard time f keeping up with the invitation or opportunity. So I like to say, to be really clear 
about the invitations you want and be really specific in a way, not granular, like super detailed about the invitations that you want, but to just be really clear about the invitations you want. And so you know that when those invitations come, it will feel like, okay, this is for me. I like this. This is, this is, this is mine. This is my shot. This is my opportunity. This is where I can shine. However you want to say. So I would say that's the biggest thing is to get really clear as an ego projector about what you want. The clearer you are about what you want, when those opportunities do come to you, it will be a lot easier for you to be like, okay, this feels good for me. This is a good fit for me. And I know that I would be able to handle this, et cetera, yada, yada, blah, blah. So that's what I would say for ego projector. For self-projected, I love self-projected projectors. They amaze me. This is what I would say for self-projected projectors. Get used to talking. You really don't know that something's going to be good for you until it's coming out of your mouth, until you're talking, until you're in the flow, whether you're downloading, until you are working through this particular moment in your mind. Well, it's not even in your mind. It's really in your speech. Self-projected projectors, I love them because they have to go back and listen to what they said because they sometimes don't know. Um, I like to say that they have a lot of downloadable energy, that they download a lot of things because it's literally in their speaking where they have all the gems, where they get all of the clues. So one thing I would say for you self-projected projectors when you first find the system is when you're making a decision Get your phone, turn on the recorder and just start talking about how the decision makes you feel. Start talking about how the decision makes you feel. Start talking about if the decision is going to be good for you, all of that stuff. And if and when you're ready, just go ahead and listen back to it and then make your decision because you will totally, totally know what's right for you after doing that. For my mental projectors, the mental projector, you know, interestingly, to me always has a lot of energy. And so the mental projector, when you are making the decisions or the no authority projector, mental projector, when you need to make a decision, it's important for you to talk to a few people to really get your circle kind of tight or really just people who you value, who you value their opinion, it's really important for you to work things out with them and to talk those things out with them because it will help you. It'll make things a lot easier for you to make decisions. And for the no authority reflector, for that lunar cycle, you're going to wait a month. You're going to wait. You're going to give it time. But like I say, if you do have decisions that you need to make quicker, then you should talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to people who you trust, people who are a safe place for you, who can give you advice that, you know, mean a lot. So those are the authorities. And those are things that I wish I 
new now and even helping people. And I really enjoyed the series. A lot of people gave me feedback on this, which was great. I really, really enjoyed the series. I really had a good time doing this. You know, I love human design. I do. And I love where it's going and how more people are incorporating it. More people are talking about it because human design, like I said, is here to stay and it's not going anywhere. But I would say also that what is going to be really important is that we all just learn how to use human design. It's not a belief system. It's just a blueprint, a tool, strategy to make your life better, to make your life more aligned. That's really what it is. It works. It's something that I wish, and I say this all the time, if my parents had access to this when I was in my teens, late teens, college, oh my gosh, oh it just would have been a game changer for me. So if you have nieces, nephews, cousins, younger kids, like really start helping them living by their human design, their strategy and their authority, because it will make a big difference in how they grow into themselves. And they will be able to have a support system from their parents and just a, a way of being that makes things a lot easier. Like I, I know my life happened the way it happened, but I th- truly think that human design and these other modalities that I use, channeling, mediumship, numerology, astrology, all of those things would have just made things easier for me if I had the support and awareness of the way I was going to do stuff. So that is my spiel. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's it. This is a good series. I think I'm going to do a series about what I wish I knew about healing or what I wish I knew about being a psychic that I know now <laughs> that I would tell my younger self or other people who are trying to figure that out. Well, you know what? If you want to, maybe we can vote on this. I don't know. <laughs> But either I'll do a healing series or what I wish I knew about being psychic slash intuitive for those of you who are still holding on to that intuitive word I did for a long time. I actually found a picture of my old business card from 2013 and I think it had like professional intuitive on it or something like that. And I was just like rolling my eyes. I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) Maybe I'll post that on Instagram. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this series. Tune in for next week. Maybe I'll do a poll on Instagram. I'll probably do a poll on Instagram. Anywho, make sure you all have a great day filled with good vibes. And I want to wish you all well. So thank you for tuning in once again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.